Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Work Therapy Podcast, where the struggle is real, but the possibilities are endless. I'm Brooke, your host and founder here at In Good Company. Work Therapy is a little corner of the internet where we explore the modern work landscape, how to navigate it, and even make it, dare I say, meaningful. So I'm excited to introduce our guest for this week. Michelle, welcome. Hi. So happy to have you here in my house. So um, happy to be here. Behind what you all can't see is a, a massive microphone. So we're, we kind of laughed a little bit before we got started. Uh, but Michelle and I, we've actually known each other, oh my gosh, for almost 10 years. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has, speaking of 10 years, over 10 years of experience leading and developing people in retail. And she's also a certified uh, leadership coach and uh, certified professional for the Society of Human Resources. So some of you may know that is SHRM. She is also the creator of the Self-Leadership Academy. Just so everybody can get an understanding of how we first met, I think this is a good way for us to... <laughs> intro how we know each other tell tell everyone about um yeah how we met and what it was like <laughs> okay so brooke and i used to work together because we worked at the same retailer and we were having an off-site and she was so gracious to host everybody so i was staying at her house so you can imagine staying at a house with people that you have no idea who they are but you work with them because we were working in a region so we had people kind of all over the place so i didn't really know everyone and I arrive a little bit ill, okay, a little bit sick, <laughs> um, just a little bit, but I wasn't gonna miss this offsite. Uh, I ended up being actually really sick. I not only had a really bad, like, whooping cough almost. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yes, but then I also <laughs> then ended up getting food poisoning at the restaurant that we ate at that night and ended up throwing up all night long in her toilet and in her bathroom that the next morning I came downstairs and my favorite memory of this whole situation is actually Brooke's husband, who immediately was like, you are horribly ill. Well, <laughs> to back it up, Michelle is like, miss like positivity, optimistic, smiling. And she's like, yeah, do you have like bleach, uh, like something I was really sick last night? Uh, so she needed, um, I just needed some spray. I just needed to clean it off for you. But, but she looked like he looked pretty beat up and mm -hmm. yeah, Justin wasn't, I mean, that sounds like him. No, he said, you are horribly sick. Ill. <laughs> yeah. Ill. Ill. Ill is what he said. You are horribly ill with the emphasis on horribly. <laughs> uh, and I'll never forget that. I'll never, I'll never forget that moment. And I'll never forget Justin for that, that memory. Uh, it's my favorite. We also introduced you to Nespresso <laughs> pods. You did that. And, which you still drink to this day. Which I still drink to this day. And I remember I was trying to figure out the milk frother. And I think I had overflowed your milk frother like three times. Um, it's, it's amazing that we still like each other. <laughs> no, it was perfect. I wouldn't have it any other way. So, and here we are today. We, we actually went through our coach training together in 2020, which was quite the experience mm -hmm. and incredibly memorable and powerful. And so we've, yeah, we've gotten to work together. We actually met at Lululemon and, you know, we're still kicking it all mm -hmm. these years down the road. Well, we're excited to, I'm, I'm excited to have you, Michelle, and really dive into our topic for today, which I'm 
I'm super excited about and I think is really relevant. So the topic is how to deal with challenging people and especially those that you don't have authority over. So the listener question we're going to really that spurred on this conversation. Um, this is what she said. She said, I have an incompetent coworker who lied at her interview by saying their computer skills are proficient. If, <laughs> sorry, it's just, oh, this happens all the, the truth of it all. Yeah, though. I actually heard a it's statistic savage. and it could be wrong. And we could add, like clarify this in the show notes, but I think like they said 50% of people lie on their resumes. Wow. Yeah. So we're keeping it real over here, everybody. Um, but she said, it's difficult to be kind to this person <laughs> when they have issues all day that a normal person with basic knowledge of computers wouldn't have. And this job is all computer work. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. So uh, another layer that she shared was, you know, it feels a little toxic because of that. And it honestly is like in all seriousness, like weighing on her like mental, emotional health. So mm -hmm. we're so sorry that you're going through this and we are here to hopefully, you know, give you some, maybe some nuggets you can walk away with practical tips. And let's just start by talking about it though. I mean, Michelle, what are your first thoughts when you hear, hear this? I mean, that's rough. I understand. Cause I think you're immediately thinking, okay, I have to work with this person every day and they clearly are unable to do their job. I mean, who is out there right now that is in that situation where they work with people who can't do their job a lot and you have to rely on those people in order for you to do your job. And I think that's where the stickiness comes from is like, hey, I need you to do your job because I then have, can't do my job mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, people just want to be able to do their job. It's tough too, because it's a coworker. It's not even somebody that reports to you. And how do you then give feedback or hold somebody accountable when you're not their boss? And here's what I would say about that, because it's something I'm very passionate about. So my one of my core beliefs is that we are all leaders, no matter if we have the title or if we don't have the title. The most important person that we lead every day is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, I think I would just ask have you had the conversation with this person? Yeah. Have you approached them? Have you talked to them about their skill set? I mean, yeah, it says that they lied on their resume, but do you know that for a fact? Have you? That's a good call out. Maybe not. Maybe not. You know, there's a lot of assumption. I think oftentimes when I find people in conflict, it's nine times out of 10 because there's some sort of misunderstanding around who that person is or their intentions. We all have like certain intentions, but sometimes they can get misunderstood. And so I think the step one is get into relationship with this person. Um, when somebody is challenging, there's usually a reason why they feel challenging to you and that they're triggering you for some reason. So go get curious and go connect with that person and then get into a relationship. So then you can start to have some of those conversations and get in there and maybe give some of that feedback just because you don't manage that person too doesn't mean you can't give them some clear and direct feedback. Yeah. So I, I think that's wise because it is that person's also going to receive it differently if you have built relationship mm -hmm. with that person. Exactly. And you don't even have to have a lot of respect for that person in the moment. I can understand somebody being like, well, I don't even I don't want a relationship with someone that lies on their resume. Right. Right. Um, I think that you can respect that relationship 
because we all have to work with people to get the job done, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not ideal, but what is it that you can really learn? And like I said, when we have curiosity, it really is like a superpower that Mm -hmm. we can kind of step outside of you did this to me, you're making my life this way and really just be in a place of understanding of like, interesting. Like, I wonder what caused them to want to lie. We have no idea what people, where people are coming from. No idea. Or what, what is really going on? How can you be supportive? You know, because obviously you need to, you need this person to do their job in order for you to do yours. So is there a way that you could offer some support? I mean, obviously you don't want to become their training manager and then all of a sudden have to train them on all their computer skills that they're supposed to know. But is there a way that you can partner and collaborate and get into a relationship with this person give them feedback, or maybe by giving them feedback, honest, direct feedback, that person will then have a moment of recognition and realization that like, wow, I actually can't do this job. Maybe I should go find a different job that I can do. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was wrong for me to lie on my resume. Or maybe then that conversation turns into, well, I lied on this resume because I really needed to do this and da, 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 da. And then there's like a discovery of what this person is actually trying to accomplish and what they can do. And maybe then you can encourage them to go down that path. Yeah. Like just really what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So many doors. Yeah. And just by having a conversation. Yeah. And I think if, when we aren't able to find some sort of human connection with people, it's really hard to be able to even have the vision for that. Yep. It, because it puts up that wall because yeah. immediately it's like you're villainizing that person for lying on their resume and making your life miserable or making your job miserable. Like they become the problem when really there's probably a story behind that. And so getting to know them, connecting with the human side of them, mm-hmm. getting into a relationship and then not being afraid to have that direct conversation. Because I think people oftentimes when are dealing with challenging people or what I find to be the issue when they're in conflict is they um they feel like it's going to be a confrontation and my mm-hmm. and it's like hey giving feedback doesn't always necessarily mean it needs to be confronting it doesn't have to lead into some fight it's really just you being clear and direct and clear is kind you can do it with so much love and kindness it doesn't have to be this attack or this confrontation that people assume that it's going to be like nobody's pulling out their boxing gloves it's literally just a moment to have a conversation but you have to remove the assumption yeah i think that's step one it's almost like maybe it's like a soft toss of like say you're playing tennis it's like a soft toss like underneath like across the tennis court you know not like ramming someone but it's like tossing the ball like tell me about that so there's there's an intention there. You're wanting to have this back, but it's a back and forth, you know, tossing the ball back and forth. It's not, you know, you nailing the person. Yeah. That's not the intention. It's, right. Yeah. And again, it's just rooted in curiosity and honesty mm-hmm. and then truth. And then with love, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, hey, this job actually requires you to have computer skills because you don't have said skills, this is now impacting me and the business in XXX way. Yeah. I think we can get robotic at work and we think that we do have to leave our humanity behind and be really, um, you know, in the way we say things, be like HR correct and um, say it in a certain way. And I think what happens then is we kind of get closed off. And what I really encourage my clients to do is really have that honest conversation of instead of, hey, just this when you did this thing, this thing happened. And it's 
if what you're really trying to get is, is, Hey, I'm disappointed. And it like my feelings got hurt, you know, when you showed up to the call 10 minutes late or whatever that is. But I think it's recognizing our experience too. And maybe even to being able to say, will you forgive me? I'm sorry. I screwed up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but there's always something that we can take away. There's always something there for us, even with difficult people that we can take. Yes. Always, always a learning, always a lesson. Um, and again, I think it's that sharing of the impact that can really make it or make or break the situation because, then it's up to that person to make the choice and make a decision as to what kind of impact do I want to be having in this workplace, in my community, and like as a leader, as a person. And if that's what they want to continue doing, I think that's when you make the decision of like, okay, yes, yeah, step given, two, we're kind of getting step the next two. step. Yeah, step two, I've given the feedback, I've had the honest conversation, I've let them know the impact. This person is going to continue to continue that behavior or not take any steps to get training or improve themselves. Then I think from there, it's like, okay, do I bubble this up to my boss and see if I can get any other resources, support, accountability? And then from there, if no changes are made, I think that's when the decision comes to a fruition of like, okay, is it time for me to exit? Is there anything more I can do? Yeah. Am I willing to continue to work in this environment? Yeah, because sometimes if things aren't changing and they are, it's starting to feel oppressive and you have done the things, right? Mm -hmm. That's maybe, that is a signal of like, maybe I need to remove myself from this situation. Yeah, if that's like the last resort of I've done everything else and there's nothing else to do, that is the last action that you have that you always can pull. You can always remove yourself from any situation. Yeah, and I think what's important to also note is what I, I hope for everyone is that they can recognize that, you know, I always say like, if you've complained to another coworker, which we always recommend not doing that, if you need to vent, like go to a safe person outside or, you know, that just stirs up a lot of unnecessary yeah. drama. But I think if you've complained about someone, say you go home, talk to your partner or friend when you leave, call your mom, whatever you do. Yeah. Your dog, if you've done about your it, Yeah. You can do that. But <laughs> if you've gone home, complained about it three times and it's keeping you up at night, like that's when it's on you. Yeah. Like if you're not doing anything about it and you're talking about it constantly or even three times, there's something for you to do. And I think a lot of times it's easy for people to slip into like, I'm a victim because of this person. This person has wronged me. But when you start to let that, what they're doing, and you're, you haven't taken any of their action, but experience it, but complain about it, that's mm-hmm. where it's honestly in your hands, unfortunately or fortunately, to, to ask yourself, like, what is, what, what is the next thing to do to start to bring resolve to this mm-hmm. Yep, in exactly. a healthy and productive way? And mm-hmm. I think when we, we, when we don't express ourselves, when like we need to, that's when we start, that's when like the stress builds up and it starts to build up and it's just going to come out in a different way. Anyway, it's <laughs> going to come out in like some other type of behavior, whether or not you're going to express it directly to their face or not, mm-hmm. you know? And again, I think it just recognizing it, it's not a confrontation and you're being it's a con- conversation. It's a conversation. Yes. Not a confrontation. It's a conversation. A conversation. <laughs> yes. Let's tagline that. That could be a whole shirt. Um, but yes, And I think it's just recognizing that that 
battle. It doesn't have to be a battle. It truly can just be a time to get on the same page, let the person make their own decisions as to what they want to do. I mean, who knows? Maybe they would go take a training course on computer skills and go outshine you in, in your computer skills. And then maybe there's something you could learn. But And then at the end, you're end up learning from this person about their computer skills. And it just mm-hmm. becomes this beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Possibilities are endless. They really are. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you say you have like, let's try to think of a tough situation. Somebody being like, Hey, no, like you don't understand. Like what's an obstacle. Like they go to this person, they, they don't admit it. Okay. They're still sucking up all of their time. They go to their manager and their manager's like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. I don't want to do anything about it. We're just going to have to figure it out. But now you're spending time training them or they're not getting you to the work on time. What do you suggest after that? Oh, that's a tough one. I know. I mean, I'm giving you. Yeah. That, okay. Okay. So you've tried all the things. You've had the conversation. You've talked to your bot. We've shared the impact. Did you share the impact, the impact that that's having? Again, I think at that point, it could just be more of like, could you share some examples if that person is really not ready to admit that there is an issue? Can you bring some examples? Hey, yesterday when we needed X, Y, Z, this was the outcome that you produced and this is actually what we needed. Can you like physically show them to get them to see or admit that there is a problem? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think I think sometimes people need those tangible results because sometimes there's and I've been in, I've sat through they, a, a lot of mediation. Can I I'm going to interrupt you because yeah, they ahead. I'm going to say they always, always need clear examples, need examples every single time, because every time we go into a mediation conversation, I feel like people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a, such a lack of self-awareness sometimes mm-hmm. with what the issue really is that you have to bring that example. You just have to. So people can really see. And then maybe it's like, okay, well, I'm committed to showing you in the moment next time it comes up when I need you to do this particular skill and you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or the time that this particular skill was needed and then I had to do it. I'm going to actually tell you in the moment because sometimes people need that feedback right then and there in the moment. That could be something that you commit to um, as a partner, as a coworker, because let's think about that. Like you're working as a coworker. What does that mean? That means you work together, <laughs> you know, like you're yes. a, you might have a co-host of this podcast. What does that mean? That means you have a partner and you podcast together. So you, when you have a coworker, you're partnering together. So just thinking about that partnership um, and then how can you bring that partnership to a place where everyone has some sort of mutual agreement or an alignment, you got to meet somebody halfway. And again, if somebody's not willing to meet you halfway, and you've tried all the things. Um, that's the time where you have to do some, some more self-discovery to figure out, okay, is it my time to leave? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it is. And sometimes it is. And that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's not easy, but it's okay. Yeah. So my takeaways are really lead with curiosity. Mm -hmm. First it's self-leadership, like leading yourself, leading yourself first. A hundred percent. If you're triggered, like, can you give everybody, I, I think it'd be helpful for them to share. Like when we feel in a react, like viscerally reacted, like somebody is where you have a visual reaction, which would be like, I feel heavy. My heart's racing. 
uh, I feel like shaky, whatever that is. Like, what, how do you, like, when you feel like you're re- reactive towards someone, like, what do you feel? Like, what's your visceral reaction? I mean, mine is just straight annoyance. Okay. It just, just, it's just, it's like annoyance and it's a tightening up. Like I'm, and then I'm clenching. Okay. It's like, I'm clenching and I'm tightening up and I'm annoyed. Like that's just, it's like, so then that's your cue to be like, okay, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. This person is triggering me. And it's like, why? So how do you restore yourself personally? Like, what have you found to restore yourself to get outside of that trigger mode, to be able to have like a conversation, not a confrontation, which is the next step. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. So I think for me, it's first taking a breath because clearly like, if you can imagine I'm sitting here clenching, everything's clenched. (laughs) Okay. So the first step is stop clenching. Yep. Open your mouth, Michelle, and breathe. Um, And then just recognize like, okay, I'm annoyed. What's actually annoying me? Like, why is this annoying me? What, what does this mean? And then when I can figure out like why it's bothering me, I can then recognize and let that go and then actually see the person and realize like, it's not them trying to annoy me or it's not them trying to do something to me. Like that's theirs. Mm -hmm. It's their issue. It's their situation. And I don't need to get in that boat. I don't need to be feeling or doing whatever it is that they are feeling or doing. I can just, okay, that's what they're doing. They're doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I'm doing um, (laughs) LMNOP. You know, like I'm doing something else and that's okay. You get distance but distance. you've got to like get out of that reactive state to get distance get to distance, observe recognize like maybe i'm creating a story yeah i'm irritated because yeah um it's making me think that xxx and so then um once i recognize the story i'm creating then letting it go then maybe i have to take a day or two to really really get over it depends on the level of annoyance that i'm having <laughs> um and then i'll be able to have that conversation with someone we could talk about this forever. We really could. But I as a reminder, clear is kind. So just don't forget to have the conversation. Yeah. And it's not going to be a confrontation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. Before we close out, I always like to ask, like, what's like a like highlight book or podcast that you've watched that's like inspired you lately? Or book you've read, maybe podcast you've listened to. Okay. The most inspiring book that I've read recently, I'm really into this book, which I don't know if anyone else is going to be, but I, I love it. It's called The No Limit Person by Dr. Dwayne Dwyer. And he's hilarious and I love it, but it's about being a no limit person because you can be a neurotic or normal person. And then there's the no limit person. Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed it. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Okay. I haven't heard of it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for Thanks for sharing. Um, do you have a song that's keeping you going right now? Because we do have a work therapy podcast uh, Spotify list and we can add that song. Okay. So songs that I've been listening to as of late, I have a 17 month old baby, first time mom at 40 y'all. She's uh, the cutest, literally the <laughs> cutest thing you've ever seen. I, I can't handle yeah, her. Her so name is Aspen. Too. All of my music choices right now are <laughs> oh, related gosh. to toddler music. So that's the only song I've been listening to. But prior to that, I was really into the Daisy Jones, um, the Daisy Jones and the six, you know, she's a fake band. Yeah. It's, it's all about an Amazon prime original, but anyways, it's a fake band, but I was really into that album. Okay, we'll we'll mm-hmm. put a song on there on the playlist. Okay, great. Amazing. Thanks for being here, Michelle. I can't wait to have you back. Yay, thanks for having me. I loved it. Oh, I love it. Good okay. luck out there, everyone. <laughs> yes, good luck, everybody. We're here for you. 
And yes, thank you for joining us, um, everybody, for another insightful episode of Work Therapy. We hope you found wisdom, renewal, and the inspiration you're looking for. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That would mean so much. Your feedback um, also helps other people get the therapy they need, quote, unquote. We'd love to hear from you too. So also click on the link below to fill out our short form to share your stories, questions, and ideas. And uh, maybe we will feature you on the podcast. So have a great day. Good luck out there. And we'll see you soon. 